Season 1, Chapter 3, Make the Unsafe Choice. Welcome to Starting Now, a Barry podcast presented by CinemaSins. This is Starting Now, the Barry podcast. This is Chris Atkinson with Barrett Share and Mike Hester. We're going to talk about this episode here, episode three of Barry. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, this is a good episode. This is a good episode, man. To me, this episode is almost like you're a Game of Thrones person. Mm-hmm. Are you a Game of Thrones person? No, I'm not a Game of Thrones You're like person. me. You're watching the last season. I'm just watching the last season. Okay. It's fun. But there are classically in Game of Thrones episodes that just set the pieces in place, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that kind of move the plot and mm-hmm. get people in position mm-hmm. to where they're going. Mm-hmm. It's a weird parallel to make to Barry, but I think this episode really sets the picture for what it what it can get away with later on in the mm. series. Because you have the development of these characters. You have Barry, his shell on full display and his abilities on full display. You have Sally starting to show her true colors, which I really want to talk about later on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have now uh, Henry Winkler and, and uh, Detective Moss starting to come, come yeah. together. Uh, Cousineau, I should say, mm-hmm. not Henry Winkler. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you start up setting up the mystery and things like that. You see a lot of development in this. And this is the last episode in this season that Bill Hader directed. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it kind of marks the end of, here's, here's, here's our fully formed cake. Yeah. Now we can ice it and we can do whatever the fuck we want to with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So at the uh, beginning of this, uh, Barry is uh, wa- is going to try to kill this Paco dude. Yes, in full uh, gross point blank outfit too. Yes, yeah. he's in the he's on the middle of a hill with like a thrown out couch <laughs> and, uh-huh. and uh, all that, and he's he's uh, he's read. This is this is Bill one of Bill Hader's best performances because you finally get to see a lot of like anger coming out. So Noho Hank calls him up and says. We sent a bullet in the, but with the, by yes, DHL yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> to, to the Bolivians to give the, we, this is something we've wanted to do forever. Uh-huh. Please wait until they've seen the bullet before you kill him. <laughs> and so meanwhile, like, Paco comes out and he's like, out, he's like, like uh, and there's uh, a, oh, yeah. a whole point where, and this is the first time I think Barry's even sworn in this whole, whole series he's like fuck you oh, <laughs> he unloads on hank <laughs> yeah and hank loves it yeah he's like it's like endearing to him like oh i, I like can, this I, guy I, I it's such a unusual character we talked about it you know a few times uh, before but like what character does that where it's just like oh you know we've been workshopping this this uh bullet idea for a while so you know this is really going to be something special for us and he's like what grade am i in you know and he's just like bad it's okay i guess it's because he holds all the cards like he knows that he's got fukes and he, he can basically tell him whatever but he's also sending like cat memes of like hang in there uh-huh. buddy and stuff like that you know? <laughs> yeah. so uh yeah i mean just the way that these two interact I want to come back to how Barry interacts with them later on because I think it, there's some there's some weird elements to that that uh, relationship. He has this like warm and fuzzy feeling about 
being evil and, and being this gangster person. Like, oh, this is so nice. And oh, he's mad at me, but he's a hitman. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like this. This is good. And then, and then he ultimately just says, "Well, we still have your friends friend here, so you might as well go ahead and wait, like we told you to." And all that so yes his friend fuchs is in the garage mm-hmm. and uh goron goes to goes to hank and says guess who are we getting to come here <laughs> and they're getting this guy named like stavro stovka 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 yes. who's played by a great character actor you've seen in a million things his name's mm-hmm. larry hankin he was the uh guy who played the actor kramer mm-hmm. in seinfeld he played the guy who was underneath the apartment and friends yep. kept on hitting the broom and everything mm-hmm. when they got too loud. And he's in uh, Billy Madison as Carl. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I forgot that. Yeah, he's he's so recognizable because uh, I saw I, I saw fake Kramer instantly as soon as he walked in. Mm-hmm. And I was like, holy shit, that's that guy. Yeah. And one of the best gags, I think, of the whole thing. This is a funny episode. Maybe the funniest episode so far, mm-hmm. uh, overtly. And one of the funniest things is when Fuchs is like, he's trying to talk him out of it. He's like, you know, how old of a guy uh-huh. are you? He's uh-huh. very old. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, 45. <laughs> <laughs> and and, and he just immediately goes, goes whoa. <laughs> oh, hi, yeah, sure. That, that sounds great. Yeah. But I love that uh, Goran has basically said, you know, you, you're going to kill Fuchs. You're going to kill, kill Barry after the Barry does his job. And later on, I just love the delivery. Fuchs says, there is a version of this where you don't have to do that. <laughs> it just cracks me up. The delivery, you're talking about how hilarious it is. There's so many lines like that that are just perfectly delivered. So I'd like to know a little bit of Fuchs's backstory, and yeah, I'm sure they will yeah. at some point. It, it, uh, if you, if the, in the second season, it looks like we're about to get there, maybe, mm. possibly. Um, yeah. but, uh, yeah, Stovka ends up killing himself <laughs> and Go- Goron comes in and he's, and he looks, he looks at Fuchs who is obviously tied to, and he's has, got that, that crazy has that big yeah, brace yeah. over his neck and everything. And he goes, what did you do? <laughs> but we get there and in this episode to see like Fuchs can just talk his way out of stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he is going to die. There are multiple reasons why they want to kill him. And in this scene, he, good, good things happen for him, and then it continues to go forward to where he he gets his way out of it. It's incredible. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. and this is a this is a great uh, acting performance from Steven Root again. That scene where he's still got the brace around his neck or whatever that's keeping him from mm-hmm. moving, and he's at the dinner table, and he's like he's like reaching out to get that <laughs> champagne or whatever it is, a Chardonnay. It's or, genius, and, and uh-huh. he's just like, oh, yep, yeah. <laughs> it's genius because he reaches out and he's like, can't do it, pulls the placemat back to him just casually and takes a drink. But what did? like drive me insane about this is that he's chewing on that steak Mm -hmm. after they filed his teeth down and like if you've ever had like tooth surgery and tried to chomp on anything yeah 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 oh oh, man that killed me but uh you know he's he's obviously starting to talk his way into to goron's heart yeah and how yeah well and and again as the pattern of the show uh is is that every time barry's about to get out of a situation fuchs ends up fucking it up yep and uh and and uh so like in this case the whole episode barry thinks i kill paco i'm done Mm -hmm. the whole Mm -hmm. episode um meanwhile though there is a break in the action of him killing paco 
and he's got a, a an alert on his phone that says, "Hey, acting class." And he's like, uh-huh. "Well, maybe I can use this to just go to acting class he while we wait." He out. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> Good for him. And uh the uh the acting class is this exercise where the person is supposed to make you feel like, you know, you're supposed to feel like you're in their space or some personal thing like the one guy does the you know goes into his old old kid's room or whatever mm-hmm. oh here's my toy chest it's like why are my sister's dolls in here and okay we've seen enough <laughs> yeah but the 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 one sally does is so good it's so funny oh man. it's great she's like i'm in the zoo with my kid who's 14 and is the age that that i had him and uh <laughs> and uh and then we go to the eight pit and henry winkler kakuzano comes up and he's like he's like what do you see in this eight pit apes (laughs) (laughs) and then barry of course is a is an absolute complete novice and can't come up with anything Mm -hmm. it's almost like he doesn't have a favorite soup yeah he's talking to him about soup and he's like like he's never even considered like what are my favorite foods or whatever like he's that empty of a person and i know some of that's probably because he's on a stage and that's weird but it's like he hasn't either that's been shut down or he hasn't developed it. And and that comes up later again at the end of the episode with the daydream. But you just see what an empty kind of shell of a, a person he is and how hard it is to come out of that. Well, it's also I mean, these these acting exercises that they do again, in my very, very limited experience, I, I've seen exercises like this mm. visual exercises. Right. And they're they're probably more difficult than we give them credit for. Mm hmm. Um, you know, to where like you have to literally visualize yourself and it's, it's hilarious that Kuzino's now so experienced that he's like, you know, what do you see in the grocery store? Gum. And he's like, gum's in the, <laughs> yeah, at the, uh-huh. in the checkout, man. What do you see in the aisle? Because he's already visualizing <laughs> it. That, that, he says, he says, it's already been, it's sold out. And he, he says something like it's been sold. He's uh-huh. like, bullshit, it's been sold. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the truth. Oh, my God. He's, he's poking the bear so much, and he just can't get it out of him. He's like, take your hands out of your pocket. Put them back on here. You know? And, and you know, there's this whole dichotomy, which you're in and you don't really think about but like if you step back he's talking to a mass murderer mm-hmm. that has no feelings whatsoever and that if the right person you know talked him into it he would kill him but he's just absolutely lambasting this guy oh, yeah. just you know d- talking down to him putting him down to try to get some sort of performance out of going to what we're mike saying about the empty vessel thing uh we we will see later on that he really does require an actual experience to get into an acting mode yeah and it's not really acting at that point Mm -hmm. it's just reliving an experience at that point and i know that's an acting technique however he really needs that he can't he can't even find something that's kind of like something to get him into that that state he has to have an actual he would have actually had to been in a grocery store and made this decision before yeah i know it's almost like he has he not been I, in the grocery store that often I'm, i get the feeling maybe not so much I'm guessing he hasn't maybe he like gets his food out of a you know 7-eleven or something <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> seriously possible uh can we talk about sally yeah yeah sarah goldberg had a really good episode i think mm. because this is not manic pixie dream girl that she's been set up to be mm. really in the first two episodes like She's been in the service of Barry, essentially, for this first two episodes, like helping him integrate to their journey. Mm. 
And so she's first shown at this kid's party where she gets a call from her kind of agent, which I didn't realize was a thing, but I guess it's probably yeah. very much a thing. Um, and it's a great gag where she's like, let the, let the princess spin. And she's like, one, two, and she's talking to and eventually she's like 24. 24. It's like, shit. Oh, sorry. Uh, but yeah, so she gets this call from the agent and it's almost like at this point in the series so far, that's where her character really turned, right? It became, oh, maybe this is a reality. I don't know if she's ever gotten an audition before or anything like this before. Uh, but you know, at this point she's like, she's manipulating Barry essentially into taking her to the audition. Um, she feels manipulated when she gets to the audition. Mm -hmm. Um, and after the audition, when she doesn't do very well, um, you know, she tries to manipulate Barry even more by saying, make this about me, Mm -hmm. even though you've got to do whatever, uh, you know, I want, I want this to be about me and it really sets her up for the next several episodes if not for the rest of the series so far as being you know before it was like join our team we'll help you that kind of thing now it's all about her yep now that she's had a uh, a chance to get away from this acting class there's a way that she might become a star even or a working actress my um, question is do we like this this character turn that yes. she's making Yes, you do. I think so. It starts to show the disappointments that she's had where she meets this person that live, I think was mm-hmm. her name that she was in, ahead of in this was it a web series bonnie and the boston bombers and she's like it's tragic i mean both things were tragic. Both, <laughs> things of, both things of course both things of course, of course, of course. <laughs> but but then no so she's devastated because now this woman is the lead she actually bought the zoo <laughs> yeah <laughs> and and you don't know is is she really doing this as a friend to have her, you know, someone that she knew to come in and audition for the role, or is she just trying to show off? Probably some of both, I'm guessing. Yeah, is yeah. that is that what you you kind of got from that? I got kind of both. Like, oh, I think of this person, and it. But I, I'm leaning toward showing off more. But mm. I don't yeah. know. We're all, I don't we, know. We have this perspective from Sally, though, and. And as we have seen in her character in the next few, next all the way up into the second season, she tends to bend the truth yeah, quite a yeah. bit. Yeah, and I think that That's a very good point. I think that the I think that this one, this other, this live person, really, I think she did genuinely want her to come in. Yeah, and it's just that the fact that she's the lives is so awful in everybody else's eyes or at least her eyes. yeah and sally's eyes yeah and especially yeah. because she continues to gossip about her afterwards to barry on the phone uh that it sounds like you know maybe maybe you think that she think you built this up in your head that mm-hmm. she's got this type of uh, attitude but Really, it's just because you don't like her, or you feel threatened by her, yeah. and or jealous of. Yeah, and you, and that's what you, you just figure. Well, she thinks like I do, so therefore she's did this on purpose, and and um and we'll never. I don't think we'll ever know unless they come back with that character. But that makes a lot of sense because she is a deeply insecure person. Yeah, that is really what we're seeing here, and it continues on uh, later on into this season. So yeah okay you've kind of convinced me (laughs) she is deeply insecure i'm sorry the the reason that this seemed unusual to me is that i guess her insecurities didn't come out 
that much in those first two episodes. And a lot of those first two episodes is world building. It's not really about her. But she seemed like she was centered, like she knew who she was. She knew she was the best of the class. Um, she was trying to get better in her craft and she was trying to integrate Barry into it too. That's why, and it's a very natural, it's a very human thing. I'm not saying anything about the writing. I think it's great. The, the turn that she made, it's just that all of a sudden, like she, from this, this audition, she takes a turn that Uh doesn't make me, I understand her character, but it doesn't make me like her very much. I keep thinking about the first episode. The first time we see her, she's on stage with Cusino, and she's not she's not getting there. She's mm. not really in the stage. And he comes up and just insults her and gets her to a raw place. And when she's about to get mad, he stops her and says, okay, mm. go. Mm-hmm. She has to get past some bullshit that, mm-hmm. that she has, the insecurity or whatever, to get to that good acting place. Yeah. And that really that really holds her back, mm-hmm. and I think that's kind of the theme of her character. Is it this episode or the next one where Kusno does the exact same thing to Barry, to where he gets him frustrated, gets him rattled, to to where it's he wants to let him one. loose? It's, it's the next, next one, yeah, yeah. Because the next one is the Glengarry Glen Ross. Oh, I can't, I can't wait that. till. That. But <laughs> just to finish up, Sally, because we got a lot more actually to cover. But like to, for Sally, like towards the end of this episode, she says. I don't want to be alone tonight, right? Mm-hmm, and then right. all of a sudden, boner happens, mm-hmm. and like Barry's got to go, right? And that's the point where it was like it is totally all about me. And uh, throughout the whole phone conversation on the way over there, that's when she's talking about this maybe invented narrative about Liv and all that. And you know, she's chugging wine and all that stuff. And she is as soon as he gets there, she's like, "Am I a star? Or you think I can be a star?" And of course, he's like, "Yeah." And she jumps his bones, and you know that's it. Yeah, it's all about uh, validation for yeah, her, yeah, yeah. really. And and that's the that's the thing that I think throughout the whole episode that if you if you watch closely, n- neither of them are listening to each other. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. You know, um, uh, there's a point where you know because we sympathize with Barry when Barry starts talking about like when they when she calls and he's still on that couch. And he's like, yeah, this mammoth thing that did blah, blah, blah. And she goes right into something else and, uh, and doesn't even pay any attention. And he tries to do it again at the, at her audition and it doesn't work. And, uh, and then, and then there's a point where she's on the phone and he's in the car and he, and he's talking to her and another call comes in and mid sentence, she, he just goes to the other call and yeah. just starts talking and then he comes back and she's talking about, it. and that's why herpes is blah, blah, blah. <laughs> By the way, I, have you ever had that experience? Cause I've had that experience. I've literally like taken another call for a couple of seconds and then come back. Never knew that. I've had some bad girlfriends. So. Um, I real real fast at the end of of that she she's crying and he has to go back to work. I think it's very interesting. You see, just for a split second, that he's being followed and he's being oh from the that, guy with yeah, the giant the guy camera? with the giant yeah, thing, yeah, yeah. yeah and is, is watching him and that 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 comes to play later on a little bit, but uh, he, he didn't know so. He didn't know, and it's it's hilarious, of course, the sight gag of the giant camera. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And because the you other think- girl watching him. <laughs> because but- you think of these guys as being such professionals and everything, but he's got this fucking cannon. Uh-huh. And he's uh-huh. like, yeah. he just sits back and eats. Yeah. But they set it up, and then the next episode, like he should he should know that he's being followed. That's mm-hmm. part of his job, and uh, that's when we first see that he's not. And while he is in this other world, he's completely just 
forgetting all the things he needs to do to be a hitman. Mm-hmm. So. But yeah, getting into, and we'll get to Paco in just a second, mm-hmm. but just getting into that, you know, that they're not listening to each other. That's the reason why them having sex here at the end is such a confusing thing for both of them. Yep. She, she's just looking for validation and he's like, wow, this is finally a chance to get out of this. I can start my new life. Yeah. All that. Cause we see the, you know, him dreaming about, you know, uh, going to the store with I, her and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to go into that when we, <laughs> when we get there. That was crazy. I do, do, do like the the fantasy sequence where they go down the aisle and everything is soup. Everything is soup. <laughs> that, what kind of soup do you want? That made me think that this was a dream dream because that's sort of dream logic where, you know, crazy things happen that don't make any sense. When you daydream, you don't have that. And that's another thing that makes me think I might not have really paid any attention when he's been to a supermarket. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How would he not know that? it's not it's not that and that there's not that much soup <laughs> it's an entire aisle just full of soup. an interesting point maybe there is some like eternal sunshine type of things in these dream sequences mm. although i do think in. i think the 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 sign says it's all soup oh, yeah. there's, it soup, there's there, well you know when you go to a supermarket it'll have like three yeah. things and it'll be you know soup crackers but like it, when you look at the actual aisle and i'm sure they took an actual grocery store or something mm. like that and and there's you know there's cranberry juice and all sorts yeah. of other stuff in there but would have been kind of interesting if they had put all soup oh but uh, I, mean, I thought it was man, man, more it, soup i, I mean <laughs> I, I, I just yeah. i just ruined the illusion no. i'm sorry <laughs> just uh, calm down mike uh, <laughs> but i thought he's had sex with her one time and he's already daydreaming about this this wonderful oh, beautiful yeah. world oh yeah so. yeah <laughs> and uh so uh so yeah the paco thing and this is where i think uh, make the unsafe choice comes into play as far as his his job is concerned is uh the unsafe choice is to get this done so mm-hmm. that you can go on and do your other things um there i think kuzino even says um well actually kuzino this the glengarry glen ross is when he yells at him for uh just following orders or yeah, whatever yeah. so but uh you know he the the safe choice is to wait all morning like he's probably done millions of times mm-hmm. for paco to come out and do all of his stupid stuff that he does mm-hmm. that he can just go ahead and shoot him and go on but nope he's got sally on you know he's got he wants to get he wants to get to back to sally so mm-hmm. he goes into the house and it's only then that paco even gets the message yeah uh, about the bullet and everything <laughs> yeah. it's been a long time you know and somehow the, what he says dhl i just it's funny yeah <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. DHL, oh, yeah okay yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> he says it in spanish too uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> the other uh, thing that's apparent right in this instance is that barry sucks at sneaking up on people yeah like you uh-huh. can tell that he's a great uh you know long distance killer and stuff like that but this happens multiple yeah. times like he's just standing there in the hallway and he doubles back and he's like oh (laughs) what the fuck are you expecting and he has no like short range uh weapon or anything like that and ends up you know it's it's very beautifully choreographed this whole fight scene uh especially given the you know the hipster party you know with people vaping and shit (laughs) next door and they don't really care they hear one little noise and they're like "Eh," yeah yeah. who cares who cares all right um and he ends up 
strangling him. Yeah, I know. Which I is going to be a funny thing later yeah, on. Yep. Because they, they sent a bullet. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and uh, meanwhile, in Spanish, he's saying, you don't have to do this. You don't have to do this. Um, and uh, he comes back to, to Sally. They have sex. And he says that phrase that spanish phrase and she's like that means you don't have to do this and he goes yeah i guess i don't yeah uh-huh. what a weird juxtaposition yeah. right yeah because to him it's not this guy's pleading for his life mm-hmm. and it should be like a very like you know cogent moment right mm-hmm. but he's saying oh yeah i can probably get out of this right yeah he's, he's making it like you know he's turning it into his advantage right, rather yeah. than like empathizing with this person yeah it's a message to him rather than really a plea right. that he's going to accept yeah. i thought it was real interesting and you know in the the second episode where he actually has to see ryan madison's dad and how unhappy he was and how that emotions affected him but that really doesn't affect him with paco at all he mm-hmm. has not thinking about kids or anything here it's just like He's just able to just kill him and not, He's really, kill, not the kill Paco with all the like, yeah. funny uh, and think more about just what the just, you know, I don't have to do this anymore. Huh? Mm-hmm. That's that's his emotion. He's more thinking about that new life he's going to yes. have, man. He's yes. going to have that new life for sure. Once and, this happens. And that's another thing that carries on. Yeah, the uh, the season. The reason why he doesn't have that new life is the discussion that Fuchs and Goron have after Fuchs goes in. They're in the kitchen and they're talking, and and uh, Goron tells him that the Bolivians are have this awesome stash house that had, makes them so much money, uh-huh. and uh, and uh, and Fuchs decides for Barry that they're going. He's going to go in, and he's going to. Uh, take the stash house and then he's going to kill the main guy when that main guy comes comes down to deal with it and so barry's booked essentially at mm-hmm. this point um and uh and uh so so yeah the the whole i'm done with this thing is <laughs> you yeah. know you're not you're no, never done you're yep. mm-hmm. yeah it's awesome when he's when he's driving over to sally's and he takes that call from hank in the middle of that diatribe mm-hmm. he's like it's done release fukes but it is it is a thing he thinks that that's what's going to happen in his mind like he because originally he was going to go kill paco and then they were going to kill him and fukes so the only way that he stays alive is that Fuchs does all of this stuff, which is kind of the dynamic of Fuchs as this horrible, evil person and also the person who's kind of saved him. Mm-hmm. And it comes out again and again. So yeah. You mentioned earlier, Chris, about Q Snow hitting on Janice Moss. Oh, yes. And I don't think we got into that because I just wanted to bring that back up. Because oh, my that God. That scene was awesome. This scene, uh, it's, this scene is probably one of the funniest things ever. Mm-hmm. Just in general. Uh, comes in, he comes in and talks to, Janice is just in her office and behind the desk. And he just comes <laughs> in and he's like, I want to tell you something. Uh-huh. I've been on a lot of ride-alongs, <laughs> and you check all the boxes. <laughs> and who the fuck are you supposed to be? What the fuck are you supposed to be? Oh my God. I run this place. Yeah, I run this place. <laughs> you fall in love with both of those characters right there. But the, I guess maybe the last thing I don't want to say is the is the the whole interview process because they. They interview everybody in the acting class, right? Mm-hmm. And it, it's a nice, like, yeah. cutaway, like, f- f- direct shot scene and all that stuff. 
And one of my favorite sneaky characters is Nick. Nick is the guy that had the the toy box and all that mm-hmm, stuff, yeah. the overactor. And I love his performance of this because I think you have to be a really good actor to act that badly. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And he's got this, he could have been like anybody else. They're like, oh, I'm a barista, I'm a whatever, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. But he does this thing. Was like, can I get some water here? And he just like gulps down the entire thing. <laughs> yeah. And it shows a full shot. And, and she's like, are you nervous? He's like, no. Can I have some more? <laughs> that guy is fantastic. But it does kind of show them like their unique personalities as they're going through these interviews. Yeah, but you can mm-hmm. you can see also what everybody sort of believes they are, too. Yeah. Uh, the one girl, and I can't remember uh, her name and the character name, but she says that she did a web series oh sasha yeah yeah, yeah. and then she's like no well it was a youtube video uh-huh. and it's got 200 and something views that's right <laughs> and, and and uh but uh but the one you know somebody you know she all she says i'm an actress and a barista mm-hmm. when it gets to sally she's like i'm an actress yep and then yeah. it cuts on to the next thing because everybody's kind of getting they identify themselves as not yet an actor, like just that. Yeah, the guys. Yeah. Are, I'm a course. I'm a course uh, manager. Yeah, yeah. Course, 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 curves, curves, yeah, Right. Um, yeah, this is just such a such an excellent, excellent episode. So funny all the way through. Uh, so many little tiny little nuances in it and everything. It's it's definitely up to this point the best episode of the series. Oh, you think? Yeah, I think you can make a case. It's got all of the comedy and world building, so to speak, and character development that that we've been kind of building to this mm. whole time. Yeah, I agree. Mm. What do you think? You like it, Mike? Oh, I I love. I, I might lean toward the pilot. I don't know. But that's just yeah. I, I like the first time we see everybody. But that that's kind of my prejudices. There's there. going to mm. be some some candidates in the future too. Yeah, I uh, one more thing I wanted to say. The last song I looked into the songs. The in in song is by uh, Hamilton, Leitheiser, and Rostam. The song is called "When the Truth Is." It's whatever, but the name of the album is "I Had a Dream That You Were Mine," and I thought that was kind of fun. Oh, is and, that Rostam Batman Johnny? Uh, yeah, from Vampire Weekend. Yes, uh, I love. I've heard that album. That's really good. Yeah, it is. It is really good. Which. Uh, since I hate Vampire Weekend, <laughs> it's surprising. But no, it's it's really good, and I just love it. I had a dream that you were mine. Yeah, I'm there. Nice, so, good, yeah. good pull. Yeah, nice. All right, well, that'll do it for uh, the third episode of Barry in season one. Uh, go on to uh, the 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 uh, the episode four, which starts getting a little bonkers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. go to go to SoundCloud if you want to talk about this this episode, and we can interact if you see something that we didn't, or if you disagree with something that we did. Yeah. yeah. So we so we officially have a SoundCloud yes. set up for awesome. this. Yes. Okay. Great. Um. All right. Well, that'll do it for this episode. It's Chris Atkins and Barrett Shear and Mike Hester. We'll see you next time.